Hello, friends. It's been a minute, and my life has just like <laughs> Q4 2023 has been a doozy. And um, I'm going to catch you guys up a little bit, and hopefully we can resume the podcast, but you'll understand why in a second. Even say that. Um, okay, so I haven't really recorded another episode since September, August, somewhere there about. And part of that has just been like, you know, when you say glass boost is happening, and where every glass is an equal and opposite boost. Well, there wasn't an equal and opposite boost for me, it was just glass boost left and right. And um, finally, I'm at full strength, so I'm like, all right, let's do this. So let me catch you up to what's been happening in my life lately. Um, at the end of August, um, one of the challenges that happened was my company essentially laid me off, which is crazy to me, considering I got you know recruited and you know had head on set specifically for that role. And I also understand that obviously there were some fit things, there were some company direction things. Um, and at the end of the day, it's one of those challenges where life happens, it sucks, you kind of learn to move on. I also later recognized that in terms of like culture and something you're looking for a manager is also very, very important. Like, don't get me wrong. I've always known that your manager makes or breaks your career. It's just interesting that like I and my manager at the time related on a very good level in general. You know, I, I don't think we ever ended up on bad terms. It's just a general direction of how to move teams, how to um, connect with developers and things like that. That made that a challenge. And so ultimately, you know, you know, the manager get paid the big bucks to make decisions and I was a decision that was made. So in the middle of that, as you can imagine, um, when you're on ATN, which is also important to share context, you technically have 60 days on most US visas anyways, any work visa, to find another job or you leave the country and change your status. So I had 60 days from hearing the news that happened to me um, to first either try to get something else and also, of course, like close off my own company. So essentially returning laptops, this kind of thing, any data you need to get, any benefits you need to use, those kinds of things. So it gave me 60 days. And the other thing I should add in this context is the US is an at-will employer. So essentially at any point you can stop work, at any point the employer can stop work. So that's sort of why like layoffs in the way Americans do them happen because essentially the way they've thought about, um, how do I say this? The way they thought about employment is you are free to work for anybody but it, with the same freedom com comes the freedom to stop working for anybody. So there are laws in the labor laws make it such that I can hire you any day and you can start working today, for example. But with the same breath, you can stop working, I can stop you from working. There is no, oh, well, you know, I've worked for you for 10, 15 years, so you must give me, nah, it's like, nope. You have the freedom to choose where you want to work, but equally they have the freedom to stop you from working as well, like as an employer. So I can pick the day you want to stop you you can pick the day to stop work anytime. There's no such thing as, oh, two weeks notice for additional context. The idea that you need to give people two weeks notice is just general like niceness and people think it's like expected or it's legalized, it is not. So someone can ask you to stop working today, put everything down, you are fired, same day. You can similarly look at the company and be like, yeah, I'm tired of this, I'm not working here anymore. 
and you do not have to give 60 days or 20 days or two weeks or any of those kind of notices. So when companies even ask you for oh, how long can, you can literally say same day. So just keep that in mind. And so that happened to me. And was I surprised? Not necessarily, just because again, the general sense of what I thought I wanted to lead my team in and the way, you know, I was brought in and the way the manager wanted to. So that's not too, too bad. But overall, um, I mean, of course that's painful because I still feel like I had runway to make some changes and pivot certain things. But again, understandably, you know, people want different things out of employment. So that set me on the path to figuring out where I was going to be. What do I do? Do I move? Do I break my lease? Things like that. And at the time I was like, okay, well for now I'll just stay put and figure out as much as I can in 60 days. And um, I'll figure out in addition what I can do to find new employment or whatever. Now, thankfully, Afro, Afro Tech was coming up. And so I was like, well, I'm going to finish off all my benefits. So I used the company to pay for um, that conference for me. So I was like, okay, cool, I'll go for that. And in addition, I already had other things I do on the side, as you, some of you know through the podcast, and I teach as well. I do all kinds of other things um, outside of work. So I felt like I'd be all right, at least for the next little while. And so thankfully, at least the thinking about, okay, am I going to be paid rent? Am I going to be able to eat? Am I going to be able to, you know, continue funding my car and all those kind of things were not considerations for me. And again, this is one of those things where I try to tell people a lot of times, you want to build up a financial cushion so that you're not in a place of panic. So thankfully, since then, I've not really worked full time, but I've had opportunity to just like, you know, reevaluate what's important and things like that. So with that in mind, I was like, okay, cool. Um, what's the next best thing? While that happened, um, you know, I had just finished celebrating my 30th. Um, that was great, but of course I was even stressed at work and it was a lot of things that were overwhelming me anyway. So now with the freedom of not having to worry about um, work and all those kinds of things, I was like, let my mind also expand outside of here. But first things first, let's take care of myself. So I went on some vacations and just like, you know, try to decompress and not think about it too much. And of course, when I got on vacation, I, <laughs> that's what I did. I just thought about it the entire time. I sat on the beach thinking about it, like, okay, should I have taken this kind of job? Should I not? What are some lessons learned? What are some things that, you know, we won't do again? What are some things that we will do again? So that kind of um, mindset was top of mind. That was essentially all I was thinking about throughout the time I was on vacation. Um, you know, some good, some bad. Of course, what did I do? What did I contribute to be in that kind of situation? What could I have done differently? And... I came back home and I was like, all right, cool. Let's start putting things in place. You know, how do I want to maybe show up as a better teacher? How do I want to show up in terms of like my content? And so a lot of that was just coming to mind um, in other areas aside from my job. Cause I'm like, I'm, you know, I don't just do a job. I also do other things. So how can I show up in those areas that I'm still engaged in? And so there was a conference in Toronto that I wanted to go to close to the 60 days. So it was going to overlap with, you know, my need to change a visa if I couldn't get a job in time. And again, keep in mind as a Canadian, you can get a TN anytime once you get another job. So I was like, well, it's better to switch employers on a TN, but I can also switch back to like being a visitor. The only thing now is I can't be expected to live in the US permanently or like at least for working purposes. So that's, so now I have to switch to being a visitor. So I have to always have to leave. So that happened. Now in the middle of that, I'm trying to recover from that mentally and whatever, I came back to Canada to switch the visa thing. In the middle of that, of course, you have to stay for a while or whatever, you know, visiting Canada and then when I'm going back is when I'll switch the visa. So I come home to visit 
And I start to feel weird, like I'm coughing, sneezing, getting a flu, da, 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 da. And you need to know, like, I am never sick. I am just never sick. I have been in Canada since 2009. Not once have I needed to even be down for more than, what, two days? I've worked multiple jobs, going in the snow, falling in the snow, been outside when it was way too cold, sometimes under, dressed for the weather. I've had all kinds of things. Not even, you know, one minute of, yeah, where's even at? I remember the first time I was like, oh, Advil. I was like, are you talking about Panadol? Like that, <laughs> that, was an, <laughs> that was an experience. But my point is I, medication, those kind of things, they just, I just sleep off and it's fine. I've also like been in places with people who have COVID, like in the same house, all kinds of things. And just nothing's happened. Like I didn't, till today I've not caught COVID. And so at first I was like, damn it, have I caught COVID finally? Like, I need to understand, like, my health is a thing of pride for me where I'm like, I eat well, you know, I try to work out. I'm not, you know, I'm not buff by any means, but my one packet that I have, I'm going to take it very, very seriously. <laughs> so, you know, I felt like I should be healthy. I should be fine. So the first Sunday, it was a Sunday. I was like, yeah, it's fine. I'm just going to take like Ricola, which is like a candy that like, think of it like Tom Tom for my Nigerian or Hicks or whatever, or Vicks even is another one. Um, and so I felt like I'd be fine after, you know, I take Ricola and then I took some like Tylenol, like cold and sinus or whatever. So I took those. Sunday didn't go away. Okay, cool. Monday didn't go away. And remember there's a conference, I think it was like the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So on Monday, I reached out to my friend who I'm going to a conference with. I'm like, hey, I might, be, I might not be able to make it, but we'll see how I'm feeling, you know, by Thursday or something like that. Monday, I'm still down. Tuesday, I have a class and I'm still sick, but I'm like, you know, it's, it's kind of late in the day to find a replacement for my class. So I teach a class on Tuesday. But even during that class, I'm like, my nose is running. I'm sneezing. Uh, I'm coughing. So I find a way to like manage through the class. That's Tuesday. So at this point, I take medication and I sleep, fall asleep. I need to understand again. Now this is getting a little too long. This is, it's been Sunday. It's been Monday. It's been Tuesday. I'm still sick. But I'm like, again, maybe some new variant of Canada because Canada's everything is not just crazy. <laughs> By Wednesday, I'm still very sick. And I'm like, and it's getting worse at this point. So now I'm wondering what the hell is happening. So at this point, I'm also shivering. I'm like, I can barely, <laughs> I can barely get up and move without like headaches and things like that. So Thursday, I remember telling one of my friends, I'm like, man, is it this bad? Like, <laughs> They're like, yeah, I think you should go to the hospital at this point. And again, I do not go to the hospital. I'm just, I'm not that type. Like I don't, I don't get sick. So in my mind, going to the hospital is just like, you've given up <laughs> on your own immune system. Thursday, I agree to go to the hospital because at this point, it's like, come on now. It's been what, four or five days? What else do you want? You've tried everything you would, you've seen other people do because clearly I don't participate in these like sick rituals. <laughs> you know, I don't do these things. I don't do this hot water bath and try to, you know, whatever, whatever. Thursday I go to the hospital. I'm just expecting that they'll take a look at me and be like, oh yeah, you just need this tablet, one, two, three, four, and you're going home. They're like, okay, cool, we'll draw some blood. I'm like, that's the first sign. I'm like, uh-oh, something fishy going down. Hmm. <laughs> so I take my blood. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I go back. I'm still like, you know, a mess at this point. Then they bring me back and they just want to examine some things. What type of looking at? And it's asking me questions about this down the third, you know, family history. In my mind, again, we're still normal, you know, no big deal. 
<laughs> it's funny now, but like when I think about it, I'm just like, gosh, how did how do we get here? So while I'm at the while I'm on the table just being examined or whatever, you know, the person with the blood um, blood work comes back and just explains that okay, da, 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 to the doctor and they are just like discussing some stuff. And you need to understand like Canadian healthcare, as free as it is, is generally slow. So I'm in the ER area because like it was late in the evening, and I'm hearing them doing some whispers about okay, he might be not be this other person. Let's move them aside. And again, if you've not been in any healthcare system within Canada, they do a, this almost like a triage system. So the hospital will try to take care of the sickest people first, or at least the most endangered people first. So if you're like closer to death than someone else, then of course we have to treat the person that's closest to death, and whatever, whatever. So they're trying to almost like identify who is sicker. So now I'm like in the middle of like these sick, <laughs> literal sick Olympics or like sick hunger games, whichever one you want to call it. I was in the middle of it because they're assessing me versus someone else who's more sick. So I'm overhearing all this and I'm like, oh, 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 problem. So they come to me and they let me know that, hey, um, there's something in your blood. Um, it's either something about um, one of your organs or something. I'm like, first of all, <laughs> in my what? <laughs> in my where? And what do you mean by or something? <laughs> because we need to be clear. This, I'm pl- I'm trying to go back home. Like I have Afrotech to go to and things like that. Plus, I've already missed enough of this conference. Just give me the tablets I need and, you know, we go home off, right? That's how I'm thinking in my mind, right? That's that's where my mind is going. They're like, yeah, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sir, no, 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 no. We're going to admit you, sir. I'm like, admit what? <laughs> if you are making a mistake, please stop it. Again, my mind is, is running in different directions. I'm just, all I'm doing is able, all I'm able to do is when to smile because my brain and my ability to speak are not connecting at this point. And even my facial expressions are not connecting. So I'm just like mentally being like, wait, wait, wait. So I came here just to like, I just wanted to see something. And people are telling me I'm going to stay here, unprepared um, and what have you. So that begins my journey in the hospital for another couple of weeks. And um, I'm admitted to hospital. I'm trying to figure out which of my organs it is. Um, they figure it out, of course, in the end. But the point is, that's how my, okay, I'm going to be in Canada for like a few days. And I go back to the U.S. and start figuring out my job became a month-long battle for life. And, you know, just to figure out all these kind of things. So all that happens. And I have to, in the process, almost like reevaluate what's important because it's like, okay, well, first of all, thankfully this happened in Canada. So because from the US, I don't know which of my unborn children I'm going to sell to, <laughs> to raise the money to fund being in a hospital for more than one day because I'm sorry, if I get sick in the US, <laughs> especially again, remember for context, if I've lost, if you've lost your job, you don't have health insurance. Um, after health insurance, usually the way U.S. health systems go, at least the way standard stuff goes, your, your employer will usually give you health insurance. And if you're unemployed, you usually have like a month of like something called COBRA, which is like an extension of your health plan for a month. So your company will pay for a year of not being able to, especially if they let you go, they will pay for an additional year of like health insurance, additional month, sorry, of health insurance. But once you're outside of that, you now have to cover your health by yourself. Either you get your own health insurance plan or you pay for things out of pocket. And so I was right on the edge again. Remember, I'd waited 60 days because I was like, okay, well, if I don't find something in 60 days, I'll go to Canada, come back, and then start looking for something else and da-da-da-da-da. And also I had interviews lined up in addition to the Afrotech thing. 
So I was right on the edge of that health area expiring. And so here I am battling in hospital. And on the US side, of course, I don't have insurance, but you know, thank God for being Canadian, I do have health insurance because uh, it's available to everybody here. So in the middle of all that, I'm in hospital for, for weeks, evaluating, okay, well, as much as I enjoy what I do, does it matter being in Canada? And then it starts getting cold in Canada. I'm like, yup, I don't want to be here. Yup, 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 yup. It's too cold. Too damn cold. Please, please, please. I made a mistake. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I made a huge mistake. Please, Canada is cold. And it is now expensive. Gosh, what has happened to Canada? My beautiful Canada. Maybe this is why I ran away, but separate story. Point here is all that happens out of nowhere, right? Where it is not because like I caught a flu. It's not because I caught COVID. It was one day like, oh yeah, something is in one of your organs and we don't know how we got there, but it's there. And so we need to hold you in hospital to figure it out and clear it up. And so that puts, you know, my 2024 from being like, oh yeah, you know, 30s are gonna be fabulous and then getting laid off and then getting sick and then battling all that. And now obviously I'm a lot healthier now. So that's why I'm able to record this. But now the question becomes, you know, what do you do next? And the reality is I don't know because I've never been in a position like this where I have to think about like things outside of just my general, um, you know, ability to work, ability to contribute, ability to help other people live meaningful lives and just sharing information where I have to almost consider, okay, well, you know, what happens if I die? Now, again, I've talked about this before and I believe it's in the previous episode or maybe, maybe even just like anecdotally with other things. I do have like a will in general. I do have like a plan for what happens at my death. I do have like life insurance and all those kind of things sorted. Critical health insurance. At one point, I even thought I might need it. But luckily, you know, my organ didn't fail. So that wasn't necessary, thankfully. Um, but I, again, I have all the safeguards already. But even to confront the mortality of myself where I'm like, Someday can be the end. I mean, again, what do we say to the God of death? Not today, which is fantastic. However, I am not fragile. And that to me is a new concept to have to wrap my head around because I've never been sick. And to be sick the one time to that degree is just the most jarring experience. And it puts so much in context, right? Like there were, a lot, there were jobs I was interviewing for and I was like, yeah, you know what? If, I, if this is it, right, if, if this is the day it all ends, do I really care to work there? No, maybe, maybe not, who knows. But at least having those questions now become part of my mental model is new. And so that's where I'm at. Um, thinking about, okay, is this stuff, does this stuff matter? Would I be proud of being in this place? I'm like, yeah, I would. So, okay, cool, now we do that. Would I be proud of these kind of people I associate myself with? Yeah, I would. And before I close off this podcast, I want to do a quick shout out to my friends because those guys are the real MVP. Like, keep in mind, like, out of nowhere, Tolu, who is never sick, was randomly sick. And these people rallied to my side in, like, seconds. And, man, I felt like having those kind of people in my corner just, like, it makes everything worth it. At no point did I feel like I was alone because maybe people... <laughs> 
for the most one, I was. I barely was, but you know what? Guys, we're not going to talk about this one, this podcast. If you know me direct, we'll, we can talk about it. But what we're not going to do is discuss that on the podcast. But to have all these people in my corner and to show up in ways that I, you know, man. I'm going to close up just by saying, man, honestly, look out for your guys, man. Um, appreciate them when you have them. You know, it's a great thing to have people that you can count on and people who you can go through crazy experiences with in whatever shape or form. Um, you know, some of them will be uncomfortable, some of them will be comfortable, whatever. Some of them you look back and just be like, God damn it, how did we do that? You know, but, you know, thank God for friends. And thank God for life. And I'll catch you in the next one.